Jesus this morning. Hallelujah. I feel a little cow meat right now. I said, I feel a little cow meat right now. I said, I feel a little old fashioned cow meat right now. Somebody get the Holy Ghost just like that. Somebody can be healed just like that. I'm telling you, God's in the house. He's in Bendale, Mississippi. We're in revival. I said, We're in revival. Just reach out and get it. Reach out and get it. You're going to be healed in this house. I'm not leaning on Egypt. I'm not depending on the government or nobody else. I'm depending on Jesus Christ and the touch of none other but Jesus. Well, isn't it great to be here today? I'm sorry. I tell you, it's coming. It's moving, it's operating, it's coming. You know why? I'm picking up the talent. I'm pulling it out of the dirt. I'm going to use it for God. And when we pull it together, sweetheart, I tell you, it's going to happen. Hallelujah. We're going to war against Egypt. We're going to war against Egypt. We're not going back. A lot of people going back, but we're not. A lot of falling to the wayside, but we're not going. Being called out. Amen. I want to say out. How about you? Amen. God bless you this morning. It's good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord today. To worship none other but Jesus. The presence of the Lord, the touch of God. Nobody's blood can cleanse you like he can. Nobody can touch you like he can touch you. Nobody can heal you. You see, there's some sickness that we all have to deal with. Man don't have a pill to give you. He doesn't have a physician, a man, a surgeon to take the scaffold and cut in there and get it out. But this one can, the great physician. Hey, only you the very spirit. Hey, man, the very heart of who we are and what we are. If you read your lesson today, that's really the heart of it. Hey, man, when you begin to talk about Esau and Jacob and the spirit of the two men and what they're choosing, they're choosing the direction. Hey, man, and you see the outcome of it. Folks, it's going to be worth the journey, I promise you. It's going to be worth it, Johnny. God bless you. You may be seated. Going to let the classes go back and got a good lesson. Appreciate all that's in the house today. God bless each one of you for coming, being so faithful to come and be with us to worship the Lord and feel the hand of the Master in the house today, in the house, to minister and to, to speak unto us and to move on our being and to move upon our souls, helping us, God, helping us. Amen. To, to accomplish and achieve. Got new Sunday school books starting next Sunday. Uh, got them out up here. So whenever you get ready to get you one. Praise God. Uh, there's none back there. So, yeah. Praise God. I'm sorry. I forget about y'all. No. But anyway, they can. Uh, uh, good lessons. And uh, been having some good lessons. Really have. And uh, the lessons, even this, this one today. I really feel there's a depthness to this one here today that I probably won't uh, scratch the surface of it. Uh, I hope to. 
hope to uh, say some things to help us to um, realize what's really going on, uh, the battle. <laughs> Brother Ford may not have realized it when he made that statement about the term that he made. And, uh, but again, it falls right in with this lesson. My personal belief, I didn't get this. This is my, my personal. Uh, but I believe, I'm just going to say some of this right at the start. I believe Esau represents carnality and flesh, and passion, desires, and affections for those things, for earthly things. Where Jacob, even being the supplantary, was and the heel grabber. I believe there's something there too. I believe the Holy Ghost quickened me. I didn't get to probably study it out in any depthness, but. We know in Genesis, when we read about the heel there, we know it's talking about the seed, talking about Jesus Christ, and how that, uh, how he's going to bruise. They tell us it's kind of two different nef- uh, definitions for that term, bruise, where he's going to bruise his heel, but yet he's going to bruise who's Satan's head. And one is, is literally a bruise, amen. The other's a type of destroying. And um, I believe this ties in very well. If you watch and listen to our apostle, the apostle Paul, and how he instructed us, first of all, the plan of salvation, both Jesus Christ, the apostle Peter, and the apostle Paul, and uh, of repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But it doesn't stop there. Um, to keep out of Egypt keep from Egypt to influence us, to overwhelm us, keep carnality. The scriptures told us that carnality is hostile against God. Is anybody in this house don't have any carnality? <laughs> no. Why? Because these are earthen vessels. These are earthen vessels. And so we have to contend with that. We have to deal with that. And on a daily basis. That's the reason Paul taught us. He says, I die daily. I keep this old man. Another place he talked about under subjection. Mortified the deeds of the body. I know we're living in a world. And we're living in a time. And believe it or not. I had somebody that's, you know, as far as knowing truth. Not really, but made the statement in the hardware store just this week that how that uh, people's got to the place that uh, it, it just don't matter. That there's no such thing as sin anymore. And I, I'd relate it to him, some things I've been saying here at the church and about that, amen, uh, about sin and not recognizing it as sin. Uh, it's a transgression as it will not enter to the kingdom of God. Amen. We, we've uh, we focused more on having pretty sermons impressing people with our messages with our our abilities and uh, I'm not against that by no means I wish I could do a lot more of it a lot better at it but at the same time uh, even Paul said I didn't come with enticing words of man's wisdom but what with the demonstration of the spirit and and the the church and this world needs a demonstration of the spirit you you, you felt I'm telling you <laughs> revivals in Bendale Mississippi camp meeting Soul saving. Somebody get the Holy Ghost this morning. There's no way if an hand made about it. Somebody be healed. Amen. We never want to bind up the Holy Ghost under any terms, any circumstance, any situation. And so when there is a moving of the Spirit, I'd move. 
move. When there is a moving, I'd obey. If it prompt me, prompt me in any, any fashion whatsoever, I'd, I'd obey it. I'd just respond. What you got to lose? Right. Nothing. When you're in the house of God and you obey the Spirit of God, that's in the house of God, all can expect nothing but good out of that. Nothing but victory out of that. So as you respond to it. But our lesson's going to fall in line with some of this as this struggle. And that's what I was going to mention about Brother Ford. That struggle, that battle of this old man. Amen. It never really goes away. It never. Amen. Not as long as breath in this. And so, anyway, here we go. We need the Lord. Anybody needs a Savior? Anybody needs God? Man, uh, I've really I've realized, especially it seems like in the last few months, and that's been part of my prayers. Amen. God, we need you. Oh, God, we need you. We need God. We need God to inspire us. We need God to move through us. We need God to anoint us. We need God to orchestrate, direct our footsteps and every service uh, that God's will could be done. But we need the Lord. Focus thought. God will bless those who recognize what their need of Him and pursue Him. Recognize their need for a Savior. Their need to have a personal fellowship, a relationship to know God for themselves. That's what the New Testament is all about. That's what Jesus Christ went to the cross for. He came down to tear down petitions of walls. He came to unite and join us together, even the Jews. Amen. That was so against all the other nations and people. Uh, they would go out of their way. To avoid them. And they didn't believe that salvation belonged to them. And even after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God still had to work and send visions. And, and work upon the apostles. Amen. To get them to the place. And go and carry the message. And, and overcome some customs. That man had set up. Overcome some things. That they felt so strongly. That they was willing to give their lives for it. And not break it for nothing, but thank God for the Holy Ghost and their willing hearts and minds and spirit and the visitations of God, amen, even with angels and to instruct them and guide them, amen, to this place. And thank God it's recorded in the book that you and I can read about it and see these things happening that, you know, some customs are man-made, amen. Now, when it's man-made, and especially when the dispensation of times unfold, that's where some of the struggles, amen, they had. They didn't realize that, of course, the Jews missed Jesus to start with. They missed the Messiah. Uh, they rejected him, amen, and there's good and bad to that. But thank God they rejected him because that opened the door up for us as Gentiles. A wild olive, amen, to be grafted into the same trunk. We're not, we're not of a different trunk. There's only one God, Amen. Jesus Christ himself taught us. Amen. He said, these are not my works of the fathers. These are not my words. They're the fathers. I'm talking about spiritually speaking here. He was the earthen vessel. He was the lamb. He was the, the he fulfilled the, uh, what Abraham had told Isaac on the way up to sacrifice. That God will provide himself a sacrifice. And he did. Amen. And, and a sacrifice that came and walked up on this earth that knew no sin. No guy was found in his mouth that he could be offered. And so death could not hold him in the grave. And so that's what begins to open up for us, that we can deal with this fleshly man, that we can, as a servant, no longer enslaved. Amen. It's because you can't serve two masters. 
Hallelujah. Now you, you, can't, you can't do that. You've got to. So as we watch this, as it, it really begins to unfold here. Obadiah, amen. So one chapter. Amen. One chapter book. But it is very powerful packed. And you're going to notice it's written, amen, against probably the most fierce enemy against God. Against the Israelites. Amen. The Edomites. The Edomites, which come from Esau. Which happens to be a brother of Jacob, where Israel came from. Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And this is where the trail patriarchs came from. And watch this. I didn't mention custom one time, but a custom's going to be broken here. Amen. As, as you watch this unfold. And uh, so, anyway. Obadiah 1 and 3 is the focus verse. Obadiah 1 and 3 gives us insight of what caused so much trouble for the Edomites. And uh, what would cause them to pursue what they pursued. And even though the uh, companionship between Jacob and Esau had mended at least to a certain degree as we can tell. Because Jacob was willing to intercede. Jacob was willing to humble himself. Jacob was willing to wrestle with the angel this time not to let him go. Amen. And, 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 you know, the first time he missed the visitation and afterwards he said, surely the Lord's in this place. And I knew it not. 20 years, 20, get that, 20 years later, Jacob gets another opportunity, another experience. And this time we only read of one angel and he latches on to him. It's not multiple angels ascending, descending with the ladder. Amen. We see one angel, he latches hold of him until he's changed. He's changed both physically a man and his name has changed. Now he's going to be a prince with men, but he's going to be a prince with God. So we're watching some things unfold in the word of God. Some things that have to happen and take place. Amen. For certain things to be fulfilled. And so there's a lot to this. I know I probably won't get to cover it all. Uh, hopefully thorough enough that we can realize, that we can recognize really what's happening here. Our need of a Savior. Our need uh, to know Him on a personal basis. Amen. We can know Him by His Spirit. That's the reason the Word of God's taught us uh, that you don't have to have somebody else. What is telling us, uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost, uh, the Holy Ghost becomes that teacher, that guide, that comforter. It's not that He's done away with the fivefold ministry. No, we still need somebody to help us, instruct us in the Word of God and guide us and help us with revelation because no one man has it. Amen. Paul warned us about that too. You know, for men that or anybody, anybody's any kind of leadership, especially in the house of God, gets up behind the pulpit or any other place and they want to get become showboat with it and they you know, want to become a little arrogant with it. Uh, guess what? Paul made that clear. You received it. You didn't get this at your home. You received it, so you act that way. You received it. So it's not mine. It's his word. Always remember, this is not man's word. It's God's word to man. It's not man's word to God. Neither is it man to man. Neither does other, any man has the power of the authority, a man, to change it, to add or take from it. Under no circumstances or, or situations. Got to stay with the book. Amen. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what Paul told Timothy to do. Study to show yourself approved unto God. That you might what be able. Why? Because if they got an ear to hear you. Not only will you save yourself. But you'll save them that's willing to hear the doctrine. We're living in a world today that's being cast to and fro. You don't believe that? Do a study on the religious world. And the religions of the world. And where they stood 40 and 50 years ago. Where they're standing today. What they didn't allow 40 or 50 years ago. And what they're allowing today. Somebody shifted. 
Somebody broadened up. Somebody changed some beliefs. But if you believe what the book said, and it was the book 50 years ago, the book didn't change. We might, but the book didn't. So we're still going to be held accountable. So, uh, just, just a lot in it. First, third verse, the focus verses in Obadiah 1 and 3. The pride of thine heart. Watch it. Hath deceived. It's misled you. It's persuaded you. It's convinced you. Uh, some things just not going to sow. It's not going to be so. Thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rock. That's one of the most, probably most uh, beautiful pictures of safety and comfort and assurance. As, as anybody ever seen the, I seen a painting one time, a picture, a man, a, the eagle sitting in the cliff of a rock. Sitting back up in that cliff and the storm was just raging. But the mountain wouldn't be moved. He was backed up in that cliff. All the assurance and comfort. But the wrong, putting your pride and putting your confidence in the wrong mountain. Even though they were geographically in a place and by the way carnality thinks, the way that man operates, uh, the way it was designed, there was no way that any enemy could come in and overcome them, overpower them because of the channels and the maneuvering of those to come up where they abode. We'd be take just a couple of men and very easily be picked that enemy off because how they would be. But go back to Babylon. It was designed and built that they believed, men believed back then that no way nobody could over, overcome Babylon, but it happened, didn't it? And so same way with here. There's also a lot of in-depthness when you start doing a study on this. And I'm going to try my best to cover some scriptures, cover two sides of this thing. Amen. About Esau and the spirit of Esau because God comes along later. It helps us get a little better understanding in the, in the writings of Hebrew when he makes the statement, I hate, it, I hate Esau and love Jacob. And it's not just the individuals. It's the spirit. It is the attitude of the men. It's the makeup. It's the passions. It's the desire of the individuals. Of what is what they would recognize what's available to them, what's exposed to them, who has presented it to help us understand, to put it in its right perspectives, especially when it comes to the blessings of God. Okay? Nobody, listen to the scriptures, nobody lives to themselves and nobody dies to themselves. Everybody's affecting somebody. And some of our decisions can affect, amen, people. It's in our own present life to now, but not only in our present life now, but even later on. You know, you'd be shocked sometimes what type of information you can find out going to a graveyard. My wife and I went down, and I don't know why, but I just found 
My wife and I went down to the graveyard at Pine Grove down there, opened them, they got a new headstone, got Joseph's headstone, wanted to go, so I went down and looked at it, and it, it, it's, it's, it's real nice, it really is, it fits them very well. But um, we sat up, we strolled through the graveyard and coming around, and we walked up on four particular graves. I don't know if I hadn't recognized before, it just didn't register, you know how it is. The older you get, you start paying a little more closer attention to things, and you start trying to put dates together and things of this nature. Anyway came up on these four graves. It was three small children. If I remember this correctly, it was like a two-year-old, three or four-year-old, five or six-year-old, and the mother all had passed on the same date. And uh, my wife asked me, and I said, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a clue. I don't have a clue who they are. I don't have a clue what happened. And if my memory serves me right, it was in the 50s. So when I was only born in 59, so I wasn't even born, but still it looks like, you know, in that area. Uh, you know, it's amazing what happens in our, in our community sometime. Uh, LeJarian sent me a picture of a headstone that's in that little graveyard in their field. Uh, William Moore. <laughs> Uncle Billy. I said, I ain't got a clue. He said, y'all need kid folks. Not that I know of. Never heard of it. Never in my life. Well, I knew somebody that knew, would probably would know. He came in the hardware store, so I questioned him about it. He said, I don't know. He said, but I found out. So he comes back a few weeks later. He said, yeah. He said, that's Uncle Billy. I said, well, that's on the tombstone. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said, the William Moore that's buried right up here, he said that was his uncle. That was his daddy's brother that apparently he was named after. So that would make it my fourth or fifth great uncle somewhere in that ballpark. Anyway, and so that's how all of this. And Anyway, go back to those four graves. And I'm not going to tell you the whole story of that because, believe it or not, some's kin here to those four graves. And so I'm not going to go into no details of that, but anyway, they were all. So it's amazing what you begin to hear when you start paying attention and you start listening and then the outcome of things and things that happen and, and that nature, okay? And I, maybe I shouldn't have said none of that, but anyway, here we go. All right, so we're going to watch this and, and see what's, what happens here as we watch Esau because sometimes we have the tendency... Uh, at that moment time, let's take for instance Esau. Now y'all know how it all transpired, how it all took place. To start with Rebecca and Isaac. Amen. Isaac didn't even get married till he's 40. And it was 20 years later. You read all about this in Genesis the 25th chapter. 20 years later, now he's 60. Still she's, she's barren. Rebecca's barren. She hasn't buried any children. From all account, don't look like. To the Bible said he entreats the Lord. He, he basically, when you say entreat, he pleads with God. God hears his plea. Amen. She, she's now, she's expecting. And uh, of course, you know, they didn't have a lot of things we got today. And so the struggle, I want you to notice this. The Bible brings it out that Rebecca's having such a struggle with the children. And the struggle even inside of her. Before she ever had them. She says, hey, if this is of God, what's this all about? There's something going on. And so she entreats the Lord and calls upon him. And he informs her. He says, there are two nations inside their womb. He said, they're going to be a struggle and a battle, a fight, basically. And the older is going to have to serve, serve the younger. 
Now, that right there is against the custom already because the custom was Esau as being the, of course, at that time, she didn't know which one was going to be first and which one was going to be second and all of this good stuff. And you know, if you read about the birth and how Esau come out all red, all hairy, all red, that's where he gets Esau, that's where you get the name. And as he comes, then Jacob is reaching and grabbing the heel immediately. And so that's probably a little odd, probably a little strange, probably maybe they didn't pay close enough attention to that moment time, but as time goes on, but no doubt Rebecca. Rebecca done heard from the Lord. And so this helps us understand or get a little more insight of what's going on between these boys as they begin to be raised. And no doubt, probably throughout the days that certain things happen. And if you pay attention, and the again, the older you get, you start paying attention. You start paying attention to things that happened. And uh, you can, you, if you know some people and uh, you know their, their grandmas or grandpas or you know their moms and dads, and you can start watching those children at one and two and three, and all of a sudden things start appearing. Things start happening. I see so-and-so in them. I see a spirit, an attitude, an action, a response. Boy, it sure is likened unto... Sometimes, you know, that's not, it can be to the good or it can be to the bad. It just depends. We just seem to remember the bad. <laughs> it just seems the bad seems to have more of an effect upon us. And we, it seems, but uh, anyway, thank God for the good too. Amen. That can happen. And so, and you watch this. We're, we're trying, I mentioned this a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago. Talked about the image, the image. Amen. Whose image are we trying to follow? Whose image are we trying to portray? Whose image, amen, are we trying to persuade the world and everybody around us that there is what a God, a God that loves, a God that cares. And so the only way to portray that image is in the spirit that we walk in. It's the attitude that we have. And in that attitude, it's how we respond, how we respond to life and how we respond to opportunities in life, both negative and positive. Hallelujah. But our response Amen. It's got to be so much different than the world's response. Amen. So here again, this is the reason the writer said that you ought to be able, amen, if you've got the Holy Ghost, to give a reason of the hope, hallelujah, that lies within you because there is a hope in us because we have hope not only in this life but in that life to come. So with that revelation, with that experience of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the kingdom of God that abides on the inside of us and it's only a measure but yet enough. The experience is experience but yet enough, amen. Amen. To help us understand if I submit myself and yield myself and not let the enemy, amen, through carnality and through the operations of, of error and through the operations of false doctrines, hallelujah, but if I fall in love with God, not just with a book and not just with a letter and not just memorize it, but fall in love with the author, amen, and get the revelation that the letter is more than just a letter. The letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life and revelation and it endues us with a power and a comfort and a guidance. It's the GPS above all GPSs. You'll never get to the place, amen, that you lose signal. If you lost signal, amen, it's cause the enemy come in and blind it. It's cause the enemy come in, amen, but with honesty and with sincerity and with determination, amen, key, amen, that hungers and thirsts or believes in a God and hungers and thirsts after him shall find him, amen, but you got a hunger for him. You got a thirst for him. I believe one of the biggest and major problems with apostolics and Pentecostal people, amen, they lose the hunger and the thirst. They get the Holy Ghost and they're going to find a seat of ease. That's carnality. Wanting to find a place of ease and comfort and just life and love and good peace. So we had to war against that. We had to battle against it. Even with the Holy Ghost. 
We just sung the song. We brought out of Egypt. Going to Canaan land. Canaan land is a promised land. Let me ask you something. Did God just hand them the promised land? Now he done what they couldn't do. The Red Seas. Jordan Rivers. But they had to fight. There was times he could send hornets. There was times he'd call hell fall out. Stones. But I'm telling you they had to fight. And if we're not careful even today as, as Holy Ghost filled people. We'll have a tendency to believe that God's just going to do it all. And that we could just do what we want to do when we want to. But that's not the way it's going to work. Not to live a spiritual victorious life. We'll flip the corner. The other side of that we got to watch. Especially, especially when we become anointed. And used of God. Not to let pride get a hold of our hearts. And like we have arrived. And I'm the man. Or I'm the whatever. Because we're in earthen vessels. And you can't forsake the basic things. To stay humble. And meek. And obedient. And walk on the Holy Ghost. And those basic things is really. Prayer. Fasting. And reading, studying. The word of God. Because you can't forsake that. You can't forsake it and make it. We can pull all the glamours. And pull all the lights. And do all the man-made things. And shifting and doing all these things. But I'm telling you. There's some basic things that you and I must hold on to. To be the church. And the individuals. That God wants us to be. To deal with the spiritual world. That we're in today. Amen. With all the voices. With all of the so-called giftings that has bombarded our country and our world. We're amazed at the intellectual ability. You'd be shocked today if you just knew how far scientists and different ones are going trying to program a man. Trying to put a chip in. But thank God, the only one that can transform us, the only one that can take an old black heart and make it white as snow, the only one that can take a mind that's focused on nothing but self, <laughs> can turn it around. It's only this God. So, uh, so watch this. As they begin to pursue this, we know the Bible quickly in that same chapter carries us to a place where Esau, he's a hunter. And watch this. Isaac loves Esau because he is a hunter. And because he does such a well job, amen, with the venison and fixing it and, and satisfying his belly. <laughs> amen, man. I'm telling you, you want to get the attention of a man, you cook a good meal. That's what the first time in the Bible. And a lot of times the enemy used those very tactics and forms and means and for the wrong reason. But it could be done for the good. Because there's a lot of good things happen over good fellowship too. Okay? I don't mean we're going to quit fellowshipping. Somebody hit me up the other day when we're going to start back fellowshipping on every other Sunday night. You'd be shocked. I'm telling you again. I know it's a little burden on us. I know that. 
But that little burden, you'd be shocked at the effect it can have. Taking some time right out yonder, sitting shoulder to shoulder. Amen. Especially with guests and fellowship with them and talk with them and just love them. Amen. You'll be shocked at the outcomes of that. Amen. So, anyway, I'm trying to quit jumping rabbits and all that good stuff. But let's try to. And so, as you watch them, as they became older and Esau went out on a hunt, uh, it came time to that place of Isaac. Isaac, eyes are dumb, became dim. He couldn't see. Amen. And so he, he sends uh, uh, Esau. Now, remember something. Rebecca knew God had done talked to Rebecca, told her who was supposed to serve who. Now, Again, watch this. This wasn't the first time that uh, a lady got involved in trying to fulfill the will of God and the purpose of God. Amen. Sometimes we have a tendency as being vessels of earth. We get impatient. And we just don't see how it's going to happen. And I'm running out of time. It's ten years. Abraham's passed. And I still, I'm still bearing. I still don't have any children. I tell you what. Take this, take this Hagar. Take this. And so here, we, we're going to watch Rebecca as she's going to uh, fall in and get involved. Amen. To, because she heard what Isaac had told Esau to do. And so she calls Jacob in and says, hey, said, it's time. said, you don't worry about it. She called Jacob. Didn't want to do it to start with. Oh, I don't know. He said, man, he finds out. He goes, okay. He said, I'll take care of all that. You go get the two kids. I'll fix them. And y'all know the story, how she covered him and all that. But the whole time, Isaac knew the voice is not right. Please hear that. Look like a church. Look like a Christian. Smell like one, but if the voice is not right, especially if it don't line up to this, better pay attention to the voice. Abraham heard a voice. Adam heard a voice. They didn't see anything. They didn't see nothing because God's a spirit. You can't see him. But I'm telling you something. He's got a voice. There's no voice like his voice to speak to us and to minister to us and to guide us. There's nothing like the voice of truth. And on that judgment day, God, we want the voice of truth to lift up for us. So, as we watch this unfold, you know how that Esau goes out to get the vengeance. It's going to take him a little time. Uh, maybe, and the writer makes mention of this. I don't know. I don't know. We, we just know that, um, I don't know if it took long or not. I, I don't know. I just know that Rebecca hurried up, took those kids, fixed them, took, Jacob went in. You know how he went in. A man put clothing on him because a hairy man. Y'all know how he played on and he deceived Isaac. And so Esau comes back in, a man, and so when he comes, a man, immediately, and, and just watch this, how close. <laughs> Jacob may not have been out of the house yet. Esau comes in. But Esau gets there. And Isaac couldn't change this. He says, the blessings has already been given. And I can't change it. But the best I can do is to bless you with the material things. But let me back up a little bit. What caused, what brought all this on is back when Esau, when he come back in. And he thought he was faint. He thought... Now, that's a time, amen, he wasn't successful. As skillful as he was, amen, he couldn't find the venison. He couldn't, amen. He comes back, and he's about to starve to death. Any of you guys been hunting? Amen. You did, forgot your lunch, and praise God. It's a dangerous thing to try to fast and hunt. You might work and fast, but I'm telling you what. 
You're really making a sacrifice when you fast and hunt. Hallelujah. Praise God, I'm telling you. Especially if you drive the dogs. I've been there. I know. I got to find something somewhere. I'm going to pass out out here in these woods. <laughs> anyway, but uh, so I, I know what Esau's talking about when he made his way back. And so sure enough, Jacob, you know, was that red pottage, that stew, man. He had the aroma going the right way. And so when he comes in, he faint. And so Esau looked at his birthright and Jacob, you know, made the bargain with him. And so, but here's the problem. Esau, a man, he didn't realize, he didn't recognize how precious the birthright Whosoever will, let them come. They can be born again. You hear me this morning. You must be born again. You have the right to a birthright. Through Jesus Christ. That whosoever will. Regardless of all the curse and all the things that's come against us. Even as Gentiles. When we were rejected and turned away. A man thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Amen. That, that too low or nothing too high. According to the power why. There's healing in the blood. There's cleansing in the blood. But the blood must be applied. Through baptism in Jesus name. Because this is where healing and cleansing. And perfection begins to take place. It's activated. It's put in. And from that moment. That doesn't mean that we just live such a perfect life. That we don't make any bobbles. No. But I tell you what happened. The blood was applied. And from that moment on. If you're willing to confess. Amen. And, and ask God for forgiveness. Guess what? The blood washes again. And again. And again. And every day, thank God for the blood that'll wash us. Hallelujah. That we won't have things against us. But the witnessing of the blood and the witnessing of the spirit. It'll be on our behalf, amen, of an earthen vessel. We may not have dotted every I and crossed every T all along this journey. But we was willing, amen, to back back up and repent and get it made right with God. Get it made right with, with man. That's about the clean conscience. That's what it's all about. Keeping a clean conscience. Amen. It's being willing to confess your sin. John Dryden made it clear. He said, if a man said he hadn't sinned, said he's lied. Make God a liar. But we all know better. And he's writing to Holy Ghost filled people. But anyway, I, I, so as we watch this, this process, something happening here, something's taking place. And so we begin to see the Edomites. And, and for time's sake, uh, we see what's laid out here and what's, what's transpired here. And so as we watch Jacob and, and Esau, and who we call the Edomite people. Now we know they, they brought back together. Both of them became, becomes great, uh, great possessors of, of material things upon this, in this earth and upon this world. But something about Esau and the Edomites. They never ever got over that. They, they just never would. They just wouldn't, would not accept. I want you to hear this. They would not accept come under submission. To Jacob or to Judah or to Israel. They was rebellious. You notice my little bit of dealings with people, with drugs. You know one of the first things I notice about people that gives themselves over to drugs and altered lifestyles. You know what's a blood sister or whatever to those spirits? It's a spirit of rebellion. I've watched it. I've seen it. I've seen it in their faces. 
I've seen her. I've told my people I know. I know, I know people I knew that this wasn't them. This wasn't do. But this is a spirit of rebellion has come and moved in. And it's that rebellious spirit that's the driving factor. It's the gear behind it. It's the pushing force. And so as we watch the Edomites now, in these scriptures, throughout the scripture, and time won't probably allow me all of it, but let me just cover some of them and, and show you some things that begin to happen. For instance, the writer brings it out in the lesson. 2 Samuel 8 and 14. Talking about David and under the kingship of David. One of the greatest kings, if not the greatest king, far as far as with Israel and blessings and uniting people and, and things accomplishing. Watch this. He put garrisons in Edom. Garrisons was military stations and places, amen, to, to keep them in subjection. <laughs> he put garrisons in Edom. Throughout all Edom put he garrisons. And all they of Edom became David's servants. And the Lord served David whithersoever he went. First Chronicles 18 them also King David dedicated unto the Lord with the silver and the gold that he brought from all these nations, from Edom, from Moab, and from children of Ammon, and from the Philistines, and from the Amalekites. I just named probably the five most uh, known enemies of Israel. David, though, he seemed to be able to work and pull. Moreover, he talked about upon shows the Edomites in the Valley of Assault, 18,000. I could carry you to 1 Kings 11, it's 12 through 20. Again, watch this. Hater, the Edomite, a man, opposes Solomon now. Watch the changing from David to Solomon and what begins to happen. Never with, notwithstanding in that days, I will not do it for David of thy father's sake, but I would rent it out of the hand of thy son. Now, this is David, I mean, God talking to David about Solomon. Uh, Howbeit, I will not rent away all the kingdoms, but would give one tribe to thy son for David and servants' sake in Jerusalem. And I, I know I hadn't talked about all that, and I'm sorry, but anyway, the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon. The Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hada. Amen. He was a Edomite. Amen. That he stirs up and he, he brings forth, amen, to war against this and the war against Solomon and bring this to pass. I can carry you to 2 Kings 8 and 22. Amen. Yet Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. Amen. They revolted actually means they, they rose up or rise up in rebellion. I'm going to tell you something. You've got to watch the spirit of rebellion. For the first thing it will do, justify your actions and saying you got a right. I've heard so much here lately of us, some of the most ungodly people and ungodly spirits are representing. But we got a right. The book don't give you a right. God don't. You're asking for rights. It's not yours. Not according to this. These sins will keep you out. I didn't write the book. But yet now you want to tag me as a, a, a hater. <laughs> you know, no. What we hate is the sin. And the spirit thereof. Because the results, amen, the outcome of that is going to be an eternal damnation from God. If you continue in that. And it's one thing to continue in that. But it's quite another when your leaders of your nation starts provoking it. Putting in positions. And elevating and saying it's alright. And they're making heroes out of them. That's exactly what's happened. 
So, 2 Kings 14, it's 7. This here is a king time with King Amaziah because he says he, which is King Amaziah, is talking about slew of Edom and in the valley of salt ten thousands. These are conflicts. We watch this all through the history of Israel. These conflicts and battles and things that go on. Amen. Second Chronicles 21, 8 through 10. Again, it's Jehoram. Amen. In his days of the Edomites revolted from under the dominant uh, dominion of Judah and made themselves a king. Maybe we're going to make our own king. We're going to do our own thing. But uh, watch this. What's the, what's the battle going on right now between the Palestinians and the Israelites? You know what? it's over is the ground they're on. Amen. And, and, and I know if you're not careful, if you get to listen or uh, hear some of that, amen, you're going to say, wait a minute, these Palestinians, this is our land. They ought to have a right. Once these Israelites coming in and taking it. But it's not their land. By God's word, it wasn't their land. It's God's land. And God's going to give it to them. One way or another, God's going to give it to them. And it's going to happen. Amen. In fact, you're going to see a day in the thousand years, a millennium. Hallelujah. All nations are going to go to Jerusalem. And Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, amen, where God said, I'm going to put my name where I'm going to put my blessings out. Amen. But that's exactly what the devil's trying to do. So Edomite represents carnality and the powers of the enemy. Amen. That works against God and the purpose and the will of God. Anybody ever struggle with your own flesh to get it under subjection? Knowing, knowing the scriptures. But you've got to you can't do that without praying, folks. You can't, it won't, won't happen. So, this is some things that we're watching. This is some of the things that we're seeing happen. Uh, I'm going to cover a few more scriptures and I'm going to go straight to, amen, Obadiah. I, I got about 20 minutes here, so now watch this. <laughs> uh, some things that God and the Word of God says about Edom. And uh, I know time will just let me, and I apologize for that. But Psalm 69. Psalm 60 is a good chapter. Go back and just read it. Amen. Because of what all is brought out in that particular chapter. And, uh, but, but especially this ninth verse. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Uh, you know, they never thought it was going to happen. They never believed that it would transpire. They never thought... Uh, the writer talks about it again in Psalms. Amen. It, it wasn't David's one of the musicians that, that come up, you know, talking about uh, as they watched the unrighteous and how they prospered and how they seemed to swell and their eyes bugging out and they're full of pride and just seemed everything they've done on earth seemed to be blessed and just seemed to prosper and evil ways seemed to be blessed until what? Until he goes to the house of God. And then he realizes, then he understands in the moment. It's like in a dream. Hallelujah. They can be awakened and, and out of that and realize the, the outcome of all of that. So, so watch him. You see, watch it. Psalms 137 and 7 says, Remember, O Lord, the children of Edom. In the day of Jerusalem, who said, rise it, raise it, even to the foundation there. If you go back and read that, that means destroy it. They had rose up and said, hey, we want it destroyed. Even to the very foundation, the Edomites wanted their brother destroyed. When you get to the New Testament, we're even warned by Jesus Christ. says, if you if you you're, uh, got anger or malice against your brother without a cause, you're jeopardizing yourself, amen, to hell. Watch this. It was all about revenge. 
We're living in a world today that's full of, I want revenge. I want to see it happen. I want my hands involved in it. But God's warned us throughout the scriptures. It doesn't belong to us. It belongs to him. And the best thing we can do is to put it in his hand, regardless of how bad we've been hurt. Now, that, goes, that really goes against it, doesn't it? That goes against the grain. But it's still in the book because revengeance is his. And he can handle it. And if we put it in his hands with prayer and handle it like, like we want to, or like God wants us to, I tell you what, we'll win. If we, we, if we don't, amen, what happened, we'll lose. We'll lose. So there's, there's really a lot to this. Ezekiel talks about this. Um, and a couple of times, I'm, I'm going to mention just start this 35 and 5. Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred. He's talking about the Edomites. Their hatred. I'm going to tell you something. When people start some. And, and, and somebody's going to know about this. But anyway. Uh, when they start mocking the Holy Ghost. They start whenever you feel the presence of God. And they get this disgust. Hey, and that's one thing that bothers me here. Especially if we got the Holy Ghost. And, and the Holy Ghost moves in this house. And you're still. Uh, your attitude says a lot. I'm telling you now. The attitude says a lot about who just showed up and about what's available right now and what could happen, what could transpire. Jesus just entered the house. I'm not going to sit back here on my stool or do nothing. Like, you know, well, I've worked all week. I'm more, I'm tired out. I'm just going. Oh, man, when the power of God moves the house, I'm getting on my feet. I'm, if, if they come to the front, I'm coming to the front, man. I'm going to get involved. Because I want to be involved, God, in what you're doing. Because if I don't keep that stirred inside me, guess what? Carnality will take over. And a lukewarm church that we're in, it's ruled by the people. I got to tell somebody about that this week. Amen. About being called a Democrat. Ruled by the people. I didn't have what he wanted, but he said, apparently I called you for the revelation. <laughs> well, we'll help you one way or the other. Praise God. <laughs> but as you watch some of this, you watch what he said. Because thou hast had a perpetual hatred. Folks, we've got to watch that. Okay, watch this. Watch this. I carry you to Hebrews. The writer says, amen, that Esau had a root of bitterness. They never cut that root off. It went from one generation to the next. We're not submitting to Jacob. We're not submitting, amen, to Israel. We're not yielding. Watch this. Flesh, amen. I'm not submitting myself to the Spirit. I want to just have a little fun. I just want to do this. I want to. Same warfare. I'll tell you, God's ever helped me this week about something. Now you wonder why the conflict in your own body sometimes. In your own mind sometimes. In your own spirit sometimes. We're kind of like, we're kind of like Rebecca. What's going on, God? What's happening? Why did this of you, God? Why is there such a struggle? The more you deal with the Spirit, the more you walk in the Holy Ghost, the more there's going to be struggles and heartaches and disappointments. And the devil's going to try to stop you. And he's going to try to prevent it. And he's going to use whoever and whatever he can. And God's going to allow some of it. Because that's the only way he can demonstrate and show others, amen, the true love of God and the power of God. He says, because thou hast had a perpetual hatred and hast shed the blood of the children of Israel by the force of the sword in the time of their calamity. 
and the time of their iniquity had an end. Joel 3 and 19 says, Egypt shall be desolate, desolation, and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness. Hear it. Edom, you're going down. You're going down. You're prophesying about it, talking about it. <laughs> they didn't believe it, but it was happening. Amos 1 and 6, thus saith the Lord, for, for three transgressions of Gaza and for four, I will turn away the punishment thereof. Because they carried away captive the whole captivity and delivered them up to Edom. Now watch this. When they delivered them to Edom, Edom didn't want them for prisoners. They killed them. They would actually buy them, purchase them, so they could kill them. Devil's not for you. He's lying. Every bill that he's selling to you is a lie. He's after your soul. He's after your personal relationship with God. He's after a thief and a robber. He wants to rob you of peace. He wants to rob you of joy. He wants to rob you of the fullness of life. I'm telling you, they're not having you the fun out there. They think they're having. It's all made up on a facade. It's all on, on sinking sand. And it don't have no substance to it whatsoever. They can't hardly make it from one day to the next day. A lot of them can't make it from one paycheck to the next paycheck. Thinking about praying about somebody in this community just this week. Always talking about how much they're talking to God. And God's talking to them. And I, I knew, I don't know why, but it's almost like God just got a little golden nugget in my little brain. Next time they bring that topic up to me. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken receive begging bread. Why are you where you're at? If you're walking in accordance to God. Why you living the way you're living? Some just don't line, line up. You may ought to think about it. You could go again, Amos, two or three times here. Thus saith the Lord. I, I, I've touched something. I know I'm, I'm going to run out of time if I don't. Let's, let's go to Obadiah. This is the, this is the text. This is, this is where it's at. Watch, watch this. 21 verses of what unfolds and what happens here. Amen. As you begin to, to watch Obadiah. The prophet, amen. And we know we call he's called a minor prophet. It's just the size of the letter. It's not the importance of the letter, okay? That's not have nothing to do with it. Uh, it's, it's important. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom. We have heard a rumor from the Lord. <laughs> Boy, that's a good way to put it. Next time I get up here, I'm going to say I heard a rumor. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> I've heard a rumor from the Lord. Amen. Don't, don't worry about where it comes from. Just I heard a rumor. <laughs> Praise God. I heard a rumor. An ambassador, which means a messenger. Amen. Is sent among the Kethern. Hallelujah. Arise ye and let us, uh, let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen. Thou art greatly despised. What God's setting up, what he's telling them. You've been, you know, at what time you was recognized. And he'll, he'll deal with that. Watch it. The pride of thy heart can deceive thee. Thou that dwellest in the cliffs of the rocks, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? Who? See, that's the question. Who's the one that's going to destroy me? Who's the one that's going to, who's got the power? There ain't no other kind. Because see, flesh only looks at the physical abilities. Amen. Hallelujah. That's like the guy, you know, at six foot four and he's worked out and he's got all this stuff and got guns on him and all this other stuff. But yet that guy walked in there at 150 pounds and Showed up. 
Tell you what, God can raise up some Davids. Don't you ever forget that. Amen. When he was ready to deal with our pride, you know what? One of the best ways to deal with somebody's pride is when he gets somebody a lot smaller. for them nobodies to win. Am I right? Hallelujah. We excited. We get excited about them nobodies. They come out. It seems like they come out of nowhere. Hallelujah. Become victorious. You know, that's the way the church. Hallelujah. They played her down. They shoved her down. They tried to destroy her. But you know what? The church is going to survive. The church, amen, is going to make the trip. The church is going to have revival. The church is going to keep on having miracles and wonders and signs. The church, amen, is going to make it through the pandemic. You hear me? The church is going to make it. We'll put our trust in God. Put our confidence in God. Put our trust in, in the blood and all that stuff watch this I'm going to give you a little bit of Paul what Paul tell us he said hey if you're going to eat meat eat it unto the Lord if you're not if you're going to honor the day honor it unto the Lord if you're not now watch this if I was going to wear a mask I'd do it in Jesus name now you make light of that if you want to if I was going to take a shot I'd take it in Jesus name you, you make up what you want to. But if I choose not to do it, I'm going to do it again in Jesus' name. That doesn't mean I got more faith. It's just where I'm going to put my faith. And God said, if you're going to honor it, honor it to the Lord. If you're not, don't honor it to the Lord. There is a right perspective and attitude. Attitude, attitude, amen. Have the blessings and the favor of God to work on our behalf. <laughs> How many of you enjoy it with me and asking God to... Make sure on these property here nobody gets corona. I'm doing my best not to let not one service or go by. We plead the blood and call the authority and power of your name, God. I tell them, I said, I don't care if somebody comes here that's as contagious as they can be. It wouldn't have no effect here. Because I believe God can honor that. Not for a show, not to be a smart aleck. I'm trying to be a smart aleck about it. I want to. Same way, shake hands. If they don't want to shake, I don't have no problem with that. We'll bump up bolts. May have a problem with holy kissing, but I don't know about all that other stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, again, it's our attitude. Because who's going to really keep us? And when we get down to it, where are you really going to put your trust? When you get down to it. I may have, may have stirred up some stuff there. I, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Okay, let's go. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen. Thou art greatly despised. That spirit that drove you, that spirit against Israel, against God and the purpose of God, because they wanted Jerusalem destroyed down to the foundation, down to the. Now understand what's that say? That means there would have been no Messiah. Jesus had to come out of Israel, ladies and gentlemen. And since they were such against Israel and Judah and Jerusalem, they was against Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Though thou exalt thyself as an eagle, though thou hast set the nest among the stars, there will I, the Lord, say, bring thee down, saith the Lord. Man, you, you've done it. You've got it right. You've got it set up as far as what man thinks and, and the geographical location. Man, you set yourself up high and you put your nest and you, you, you got it all. Amen. If thieves came to watch this, watch this next couple of verses. Amen. 
of, of their attitude, of their spirit, of their makeup. Watch what he says. If thieves came to thee, if robbers by night, would they not have stolen till they had enough? I take you back to Deuteronomy. And even, even God talked to Israelites, especially those that was masters and had great fields. He said, you go in and gather the harvest. He said, but that's it. He said, you don't go back to those fields and claim them. He said, don't you go back. He said, that's for the widows, the fatherless, and the strangers. Gleaning the field means you going back and getting every grain. Spirit of greed is one of the biggest spirits that we're going to fight in this country today. In the end time. But I'm telling you, we're living in a world today that every little nickel. But it's still the truth. Amen. It's the attitude. It's the spirit. This thing's a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. And Esau and Jacob was representing spirits. Amen. That's the reason Jacob, hallelujah, is willing, hallelujah, to submit himself and humble himself. He submitted himself unto his father-in-law. And for 20 years, he worked for him day and night. He was willing, amen, in the nighttime. He was willing to take loss. Hallelujah. Whenever one of the sheep, amen, become lamed, he took it. He took the blame for it. One of them come up off, he took the blame and he, he accepted. Hey, I'm glad I got a savior, amen, called Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was willing to take on the blame. He was willing to take, amen, on the sin. Amen. Take on the debt that I couldn't pay. Pay a price I couldn't pay. Amen. But you know what? He didn't do that just in the, so I could be changed physically. He done that so I could be changed spiritually. Hallelujah. The real image, amen, of walking in Jesus Christ is walking in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. It's loving the unlovable. It's caring about those that don't care about nobody else. Amen. It's going beyond, amen. I'm telling you, we can turn this community upside down with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. The only thing that's going to stop the devil, the power of the devil, the power of drugs, and the power of alcohol in our community is a good old-fashioned move of God Almighty. I'm going to try to hurry here. Uh, watch this. He goes, if these. So that's what he talks about. He says, stole till they had enough. If the, if the grape gathers came to thee, would they not leave some grapes? How the things of Esau searched out. How his hidden things sought. Hey, these things have been hidden. Boy, you kept them covered pretty good. But God saw it. God knows. My goodness. Bible warns us and says it's going to be shouted from the housetop. He's got an extra revision. He don't want pretenders. He don't, he don't want us to be lovers in here and care about one another and get out yonder and stab one another in the back. And that's his brother now. You got to remember. That's the whole seat of his brother. They want to annihilate it. They want to destroy it. Eighth verse picks up. Shall I not in that day, saith the Lord, even destroy the wise men out of Edom and understanding out of the Mount of Esau? If you go to Jeremiah 49 and 7, what is he talking about? They had produced some of the most brilliant men. Of their day. Hmm. What's the next verse? And thy mighty men, O Teman, shall be dismayed. Dismayed means to become terrified. 
some of the most courageous, battled, uh, experienced men. When that day comes, notice, when that day comes, they're not going to have it. They're not going to have the spirit. They're not going to have the heart. They're going to have the ability to do what they had done at one time. For thy violence against thy brother, Jacob, shame shall cover thee. And thou shalt be cut off forever. If nothing else, would you please let this lesson get a hold of our hearts, our minds, and spirit. That we'll be a little more careful how we treat our brother and sister. I don't want to be cut off forever. How about you? And how I handle my brother and sister could bring the judgment of God upon me just like that. You know why? If you get on New Testament, you start talking about prayers. And while they prayed, or they prayed out of lust? Or are we praying God's will? Sometimes God's will takes a lot of suffering, a lot of pain. Sometimes just time. But we've been programmed to not give much time. If you don't hurry up and do something, I'll go somewhere else. Hmm. You'd be shot right up in that hardware store how many times. You'd be on the phone, got another one ringing, and somebody walks in. What have what you been doing, man? I... That's not but one of me. And I'm not God. <laughs> you know, I've had, I, I'm not being ugly. I'll, maybe I'll not say this. Brother Gwen, you can fire me whenever you get ready. Uh, you know, they called 10 minutes ago, have such and such, and, and they, they walk in, won't know why. Not really. There's two or three people there, the phones are ringing. And I'm sorry, I didn't have the time to go over yet. If I let old flesh have its way. <laughs> They got a note. <laughs> I look at it and say, We just take your big old ugly self down there and get it. What's the matter with you? Thank God I don't let flesh have its way. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> Praise God. Can't do that as a Christian. Somebody say you can? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can, but it may cost you. <laughs> and here's, here's the whole point of all that it's not, it, it, it is the business, it really is. But there's something more important than that business. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. You hear me? That's the name of Jesus Christ. It's more important. <laughs> I'm out of time. But, uh, uh, what's this? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, in the day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that thou, the strangers carried away captives his forces, foreigners entered into his gates. He's talking about coming into Jerusalem now. He's talking about overpowering Jerusalem. Cast lots upon Jerusalem. Even thou was as one of them. You was one of those strangers. You was as one of those enemy. Instead of coming to the rescue and helping them, amen, and fight for them, you was one of them, amen, who's kicking the dirt in the face. You're the one, amen, putting them down. You're the one, amen, sort of, sort of trying to reach them down and say, no, uh, uh, you, you, you're your own brother you just went in and you didn't stop at that what's what he does thou shouldest not have entered 
and to the gates, amen, of thy people into their, their calamities. Yea, thou shouldest not have looked upon their afflictions in the day of their calamity. Come on, tell you something, folks. Everybody's don't have the same talents and skills and ability. And everybody don't grow the same. Let's be careful, amen, because so-and-so is not where we think they ought to be. Hallelujah. And handle them in such a manner, in such a way, and such a manner. And I'm going to tell you one moment of time of just this little bit of... there for years they may not say nothing of course the Bible talks about that don't it <laughs> got all your brother go to him gives us a little recipe why earthen vessels earthen vessels we'd all love to say you know I, I do everything just right man I'm it's earthen vessels So, basically, God sent the messenger to them to inform them why this is going to happen. Why is this taking place? Amen. Neither shouldest thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those of kids that did escape. Neither shouldest thou have delivered up those of kids that did remain in the day of distress. What is he talking about? They were, some of them had escaped of being killed and overcome and made their way. But at the crossroads, you cut them off. You killed them. They had it. Watch this. <laughs> some could be just getting out of a situation, just getting to the place, and, and all of a sudden you come to the crossroads. And, and if we don't handle it right and say the right things and do the right things. We could cause them to backslide. We could cause them to lose out with God. They'd escaped the sword of the enemy. But Esau, with your hatred and your spirit and your attitude, you killed them. You took them out. And then, not to top that off, when the enemy had left the city, you went into the city. And those that stayed there that weren't able to get out... You took them. I'm telling you, there's a lot more to this. But watch this. What do you? How does the devil work? What I preached to us a few weeks ago. Those that lag back, it's dangerous once you start lagging back and isolating yourself and getting you positioning yourself for the devil. You're making his job a whole lot easier. Because none of us can stand alone. None of us. I put my name on the very top of the list. Can't do it. Can't do it. Got to have my brothers and sisters. Got to have your prayers, your support, encouragement, whatever, ever how you want to put that. But you know what's the most important thing? Above all of that is flow of the Holy Ghost in our services. Power of God. <laughs> we don't need no Achans. I often think about Achan. I think about his children. As they look around looking up at Daddy. What is this about, Daddy? Why, why are they, Daddy, where are they taking us? Why are they so rough with us? Daddy, what, what got them stones for? It's in the Bible, buddy. 
None of us dies to ourselves. Esau made a decision way back there. He never regarded the things of God. Now watch him. The writer makes mention of this in the letter. At one place after marrying two ladies that he shouldn't have. He tries to please his mom and dad a little bit. But you never read anywhere where Esau ever tried to please God. Can I, can I help us out? Don't try to please flesh and man. I, I practice and I've instructed and I, I'm doing it over and over. Don't you ever change anything in your life just because amen, a man said it. But you let God convict you. Because if you let God convict you and you take it off for God, you won't struggle with it. But if you take it off for man, right down the road, you're going to start picking it back up. If you do it for a show or for a front, whatever, right down the road, you'll start. But if you do it for God, and convict it for God, from God, it changes the ball game. It changes the ball game. We can stand. I, I know I'm past my time. As you go on through, there is a promise in this. As you go to the latter part of this chapter. After talking about the Esau and all their outcomes. But he says, but on Mount Zion, 17th verse, shall be deliverance. And there, and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. You know what he's telling them? He said, you see them mountains that you've got your, your nest built and your homes built? He said, Judah's going to own them. Judah's going to possess them. She's going to take them. I'm sure whenever the messenger come through town, buddy, they say, does he think he is? Boy, that thing's crazy. I ain't never heard of such. <laughs> 18th verse, the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. The house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them. What is he saying? You're going to burn like kindled stubble. They're going to be like a fire. Amen. You ever, you ever set a grass fire, a little wind blowing? You ever try to put it out? <laughs> you got to pull out the big dogs, the dozers and the fire trucks. And <laughs> Amen. Huh? Because it can get out. But you know what? This Holy Ghost fire is what we want to burn. And let it burn. We don't, we don't need to control it. We don't need to put it out. Let it burn. That's one of the best things that's ever happened in our life. Is let the Holy Ghost burn in our lives. Anyway, that's what that's how it's going to take place. He talks about, he said, they are the south shall possess Mount Esau. He said, the plains of the Philistines, they're going to possess the fields. Amen. So all the fields, amen, of Samaria, the fields of Ephesus, all these, amen. Hey, they're going to, they're going to own it. They're going to have it. They're going to, they're, going to, they're going to take it back. Possessions of the Canaanite. If you read all of that in the last, listen to the last verse, though. And saviors shall come up on Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau. Saviors are going to come. Thank God for the real Savior. Called Jesus Christ. This morning, He wants to be our Savior. But if we don't humble ourselves. If we don't yield ourselves. If we don't give Him an ear to hear. If we don't give Him an opportunity to work in our lives. One day, we're going to face Him as our judge. That decision's up to us. The opportunity is at the in this service this morning. Sister May, why don't you come and play? Brother Brandon, y'all can get a song. I know we, 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 we just, we're going to work a little bit here. 
It's God's will to save us. It's God's will to work on our behalf. You know, and even all of us, I haven't made it. I haven't made it yet. I haven't. I've I, I got to make sure. I've got to make that calling and election sure. I've got to know it's a, the power of the God, the presence of the Lord that we felt in this house to start with this morning. He's still here. He's still in the saving business. He's still in the delivering business. He's in the business of filling people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and turning our lives around. You know, we can get into a rut and into a custom. Amen. Even on Sunday morning, let's just come here a little lesson. Amen. Go home and enjoy our Sunday afternoon. And think, no, somewhere along the line, we got to get to that place that no, we got to have a move of God. I got to have a move of God in my life. I got to have a move of God in my heart and in my spirit. I got to make this calling election sure. I got to be sure, amen, if the trump of God sounds by this afternoon, or who knows what may happen this afternoon, except God knows. So we got an opportunity. Why don't we just all come and just gather around at the front up here for a few minutes. And let's talk to God. Let's talk to him about this Esau spirit. And let's talk to him about this Jacob spirit. Let's pray to him, God, I want a, I want a Jacob spirit. I don't want an Esau spirit. I want to yield myself, humble myself. I don't want no rebellion. I don't want to hold back on you, God, not here or any other place. I don't know that one. See, how much rebellion does it take? How much rebellious spirit does it take before it starts polluting the vessel? Just. How many of you remember what Brother Booker preached about going to the moon? All the time and money expensing. But without what? A mid-course adjustment. <laughs> he said they wouldn't only miss the center of the moon. They would have missed the whole moon. Thank God we got a place that we can come and examine our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our motives of why we're living, where we're at, who we are, who we're representing. And just let God and the hand of God and the love of God stir it up in me, God. That countenance on my face could express that. Sister, you come help me. All the singers. Amen. So if I didn't call you by name, don't, don't. Don't take that. All the praise singers, when we say that, we want all of them. <laughs> Unless you've got a physical reason you can't, but if you can. And I apologize for... We're working on it. Hallelujah. God's helping us. Do we want to move? We want to touch of the Lord with the favor of God. The mercy of the Maker. we got to have it, folks. We gotta have it. We gotta have his touch in our hearts as, as they begin to sing. Why don't we just for, for a few moments here, just our own hearts, our own minds, uh, the way you know, the way you know. There, there's no sad thing to just call on him and just lift your voice to him and say, God, we want some direction. We want you to open our understanding. We want you to open our eyes and our hearts and, and give us direction in the life and where we're at. We want to please you, God. And if there's something there that's not please, God, if you'll show it to me. I want, I want to get it right. I want to get it right with you, Lord. I want to make it right with you. You're my maker. You, you, you created me in your image and likeness. And you created me, amen, to be a vessel of the Holy Ghost. That's his heartbeat, amen, today. God bless you. God bless these singers.
on your name. Help us, the saints of God, calling on your touch and your power and your spirit. Oh, the goodness of God would shine down upon us. The mercies of the Lord would move in among us. Help us, God, to be united together, bonded together, bound together for the work of the Lord. That must be the body of believers to calling us to be a Middale, Mississippi. I need your touch. I need your visitation. I need you, Lord. Oh, I need a Savior. I need a Savior. I need a Lamb in my life. I need a Savior in my life. I need a true voice in my life. Oh, God, that you help us to direct us here today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We want your touch. We want your anointing. We want your heartbeat. We want you, Lord, to be alive and well in our hearts, our minds, and our spirits here today. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're touching our spirit. You're touching our lives. Oh, we give you glory today. Living in a time, living in a world, poor for our time, but poor for our energy and our attention. But I'm going to tell you something, nothing's more important than your own personal relationship with God, with your Creator. To know Him, to know Him, amen, as that friend, to know Him as that Savior. To know Him and to believe on Him. Jesus even told the Jews, He said, except you believe on me as the Scriptures have taught. It's important, folks. It's important that we hide this in our hearts that we might not sin. It's how David said. That I might not sin against thee. Because I'm going to give an account for this book one day. And what, how blessed we are as the American people with the technology and access to the Bible through so many different forms and manners. Let's read it. Let's study it. Let's talk to God. Don't let the day go out even this afternoon without the meditation of your mind, your heart, and your spirit. Giving us and directing us as we come in this place tonight. And the Holy Ghost, the presence of the Lord, fall upon this place and minister to our hearts and minister to our lives. There's a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of disillusionment people we live among and around us they need us it's not that they need us they need our God they need our Savior they need an example of it you know what there is a helper there's one that really cares and one that can really touch it one that can really change this circumstance and change this situation if you just turn to him if Esau would have just turned if Cain would have just turned and listened to God heard the voice of God it lies at the door <laughs> same way with all of us let's make it count let's live for God let's serve him let's do it with such a joy such a what an honor I tell you a scripture the Lord's been impressing on me the last few couple of weeks actually he talks about the house the great house and 
vessels. All great houses have vessels, some of honor and some to dishonor. I just can't help but wonder and think if God's not really just relating that into the world. The world itself. And so you and I determine what kind of vessel that we're going to be. As we humble and yield ourselves and bring this old man, this old Esau under subjection. Amen. That we can get the spirit and the attitude of Jacob. It'll be a fight. It may even take some season, like 20 years. It may take us some wrestling with the angel and wrestling with some things in the Word of God. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. I'm telling you, he's still working on all of us. And thank God he is. Thank God he is. Let's let him work. Let's let him work in our own personal lives. Because as he works in our personal lives, you know what? He's going to affect the whole church. It's each member. It's worked and perfected and shaped and molded and placed in the body. Bonding us together. There's no God like this God. There's no Savior like this Savior. There's no truth like this beautiful truth.